If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything Goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And um, I'm feeling really great you are i had two uh little dropperfuls of cbd oil oh how lovely and i broke up my one glass of cold brew into two sessions what and i had a vitamin b12 oh my god brian I think, you're i don't know if i'm aging i know but it's uh it feels good it feels focused and um yeah i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad but i've been ingesting things every moment of my waking day oh i love that i feel kind of shitty actually oh really well i feel okay but i went i thought i would be a little bit bad today <laughs> and i went to starbucks Ooh. and i got i asked for a skinny vanilla latte yeah um with almond milk and what i got was a quote air quote skinny caramel macchiato which i don't know how they can even make that skinny because I do don't they have sugar-free caramel or no, I don't think they do. And they put like, there was a ton of that caramel, like syrup, like just mm. caramel in it. And so I was like, this is just pure sugar. But I was like, it was the drive through. And I was like, I'm not oh, going to yeah. go back and this is good. So I'm just going to yeah, call it a happy accident. Really it was like, I was like, this is nice. But then I, now I'm like, Crashing, crashing and i feel like i just drank like globs of caramel Ooh, was it almond milk at least or it was almond milk okay. yeah but that kind of made it gross because it was like too slimy you know almond milk is like kind of slimy yeah. sometimes so it was like too slimy textures but you know what i can't complain because i had an excuse to just drink caramel for breakfast yeah so i mean that sounds good good until it's not good anymore it's good until the crash but uh, oh i also go. had a goop glow god brian <laughs> i need I to get Oh my God, Brian, you are really doing it. Uh, yeah, that's a, what the great thing about my life is the first 
part of every day i'm really healthy i'm really healthy you're really good in the morning <laughs> yeah. and then it all goes and, to yeah shit. and i, I yeah. just need to um that's why and spoiler alert this goop uh newsletter is a lot about cannabis yeah so and you know we've been on the record as being not fans of cannabis yeah but i really think that's the key to my evenings is cannabis is to not drink and to find a cannabis that gets me fucked up with no consequences i don't know oh god brian that's so sad i know (laughs) but good that's good i no, i i drink drinking is so fucked up because you can stop drinking for like a period of time and you're like wow i feel so much better and then you start drinking a little bit more and a little bit more and the next thing you know you're like I could easily drink a bottle of wine every single night. You get, if yeah, I, your body gets used to it. Your body gets used to it. And it's like you stop getting like you don't get drunk. You don't feel any like effects of it in the moment. The effects are all just like the next day when you're just like kind of more sluggish than yeah. you would be. Yeah. And I also I didn't have any like the last actually two or three nights. I haven't even had a glass of wine. Oh, since our Disney. We went to Disneyland earlier yes. in the week. And then since then, I don't think I've had a drink. And oh, even really? last night was Thursday night, which in gay world is drag race night mm. i didn't even have a drink during drag race which is very why not uh because john didn't get home till late so we didn't watch it till late and it was past my 8 p.m oh. fasting thing. so i just okay. drank water okay yeah. well that's good that you stuck with that yeah i'm sticking with that um not really sticking with the french women don't get fat that's what I, those moderation things are so hard. Yeah. I mean, no one can stick with it. I realized this morning I had a bunch of leeks still in my fridge. Oh no. So I brought some leeks for lunch today. Okay. Um, so nice. I'll finish those up. You're eating leeks for lunch? Well, I mean, amongst other things. Oh, okay. Not like, yeah. I think I have a whole mason jar full of that leek broth too. Drink it. That really lasted for no t- That was, that was, well, I didn't even try, honestly. You're only supposed to do that for like two or three days. Yeah. But you're supposed to do that and like not eat anything else. Yeah. Literally the morning that I made all that leek broth, by that night I was ordering Domino's. So, yeah. Well, Domino's it, is good and leeks are okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I definitely want to do some sort of, I've been saying it for weeks, <laughs> but I would love to do some sort of like extreme and, dangerous diet <laughs> i don't know what it's gonna be but i feel like i'm ready for another one because yeah. i keep on eating and eating and gaining weight do that like elizabeth taylor one where you just like eat steak and oh martinis my. yeah that's what i should do and, like, but i think hers is made up i think that's a made-up diet and i think you have to like also take lots of speed yeah i think that's weight. the real diet that's yeah. the secret to that one which I'm not going to do. No. Um, oh, I have one more thing I talked about last week. I started that book, um, The Fav- the Favorite Sister by Jessica Noel. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Oh, if really? any of you guys are at all into uh, like any Real Housewives show, this is sort of a very loosely based novel on um, like Real Housewives of New York. But it's all it's the, the reality show in the book is all women who have... Um, like entrepreneurial skills and like their oh, own businesses. So it would oh. be like if the real housewives were like six Bethany's. Oh my God. Um, six Bethany's. Yeah. Ooh. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. I love Bethany. I'm like, I can't help myself. I love her. Um, I go back and forth. I, she's yeah. a very damaged person. She's um, complicated. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's parts where I'm like, Oh, you're, you're trying the best you can, you can. And then there's times where I'm like, you are a horrible person. She's a, she's a puzzle. You never know. It's like, yeah. are you good or are you bad? Yeah. You'll never know. That's what keeps you coming back for what more. keeps you hooked. Yeah. 
Um, so as you guys know, we did not go to Ingoop Health last week. No, we weren't invited. And in fact, our request for an invitation <laughs> was not even not replied even, to. Yeah, not, not like last year where they strung us along. They, at bit. least they strung us along last year. This year... We were just talking about this. They don't really talk to us anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. So it's fine. Um, it hurts. It makes us sad, but we get it. You know, we can be we can be hard on them. And the fact is, there's a very good chance that, like, they don't really know who we are and don't have time for us Yeah, anymore. part of me is like, they're just very busy. Yeah, but I mean, tell yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, looking at, like, the recaps from BuzzFeed and the LA Times and the Washington Post, I'm not even... I don't even have that much FOMO this year just because, like, the, the, the summit... It seems it was very similar to last year, so yeah. it didn't seem like they tried to top themselves. No, they didn't really. I mean, wasn't Meg Ryan on a panel last year, too? I think she was. Yeah. Meg Ryan Or was she might have done the New York one. I don't know. Maybe. This year, they didn't... Like, it was Meg Ryan, Mina Suvari, and Janet Mock were the big celebrities, and they're not... Any of them are not really A-list. Maybe Gwyneth doesn't want a celebrity bigger than her on there. Is that what you think? Or maybe just, like, truly A-list people don't want to be associated with goop i don't know well oh because last year i think or one of them i think it was meg ryan and cameron diaz were like together oh right right i right. think yeah. or i am i wrong i don't know i think that's what happened well, and also like all all these a-list actresses are trying to have their own lifestyle brands so yeah. i don't know well, like, everyone's reese, trying to copy her yeah i don't think reese witherspoon is would do it because like she has her Reese's mason james or whatever Wait, what's that? It's her lifestyle brand. Oh, I didn't it's know. It's like she her had... antebellum pro slavery oh, lifestyle Jesus brand. Oh, Jesus God, no. I just knew about her book club. Oh, yeah, she has a book club too. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, it's called Mason James and it's about like how great the South is. Ew. Oh, God. That Southern shit gives me a stomach ache. Yeah. It's so nauseating and so terrifying whatever is it hot in here or am i just like going insane from all the things i put in my body this morning um i mean it's like probably it gets hot in here in the summer i might be used to it do you want me to crack a window no i'm fine i'm just like sweating okay i mean i would turn on the ac but no, you'd that'll, probably yeah, hear it on the... the audio okay i'll just power through wow okay all right we'll just we'll make this one quick <laughs> brian's <laughs> brian's losing it <laughs> um all right let's get to the newsletters uh all right what was your best um okay so my best was not something that would normally be my best, but it was because of what I, I read it directly after something else. So it, I read, okay. I can't really talk about my best without talking about my worst just a little bit. Yeah, so, let's do it all together. So my worst, and I'll get into it more afterwards, but I just, I don't even remember what her name was. I just wrote the ghost woman from Amagansett, that like scary lifestyle thing about like that beautiful woman who lives in Amagansett with her husband, Teddy, and they co they run, he runs a like fucking like, I don't know, like club for rich people to like, Wait, go I must hang have missed this completely. It was called the New Yorker's guide to easy summer dressing. And her name is Nell diamond. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. I think I just glaze yeah. over the fashion ones a lot of the times. Well, it was just a very, I mean like, she's just like, extremely white long dark hair. she kind of looks like um oh my god what's her name lana del rey okay but she like lives in the hamptons and is like not like there's no like art or irony about it it's like she's just like the scary woman who lives there oh yeah wait is this the same woman that like married a dj is this remember a long time ago on goop there was like a a dj and an ex-cocktail waitress and they all they like opened a 
some sort of brand. This might be a different Oh, person. it might be her. I don't know. Was the guy... I don't know. All I know is this. If you live in the Hamptons and you're married to a guy named Teddy and you're so white you can't go out into the sun for more than like 15 minutes, I'm afraid of you. And yeah. her whole thing, just like... I don't know. Something about it was just like... I felt dark energy and I was really scared. And I'm scared of the Hamptons. And Amagansett um, specifically is like... I think it... And I, I've only spent a very little time in the Hamptons in my life. But Amagansett seems like the douchiest part of the Hamptons. I don't know. I mean, I've never been, I guess, don't think about it. But the whole thing just flips, freaks me out. But so I was reading that and I got that sort of like tightness in my chest. And I was just like, you know, like her whole life just seems like she's like going into town with her son and buying like pastries for their house guests. And I don't know, whatever. The whole thing just like made me, they run a thing called, She's the founder of Hill House Home and like Hill House is that Shirley Jackson thing. Like the whole. Oh, yeah. It's just like it was that sounds eerie. like a mega church. Hill House Home. I don't know. It's a line of playful modern bed Ooh. linens. The whole thing scared me yeah. anyway. So I was like reading this and I'm going like, oh, I have a stomach ache. And then the next thing I clicked on was Megan going to the weed store. And I was <laughs> like, thank you, sweet Jesus. Like. I feel so relieved reading this Megan thing, even though weed is another thing that I hate and gives me anxiety. It gives me less anxiety than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Megan went to MedMen, which is this like high end fancy weed store. And they have, I, they had like 15 of them. I didn't I realize, realize. they're popping up all over. Yeah. Uh, they have already three or four in LA and now they have one in New York, except in New York, you can't buy smokable weed yet. Guess, so it's all yeah. like vape pens, I think. Yeah. And again, I the like luxury weed stuff is just not my thing. I don't like weed. I like that there's an option to buy like CBD oil or like some shit, but like, I feel like that's just something I would waste money on. I don't need it. I don't want it. I don't like it. But and but Megan doesn't like it either. She was just like, I'm just checking out this weird store. I mean, like not saying it, but basically like because like they made me for work. I yeah. mean, was sort of like the implication. But she, you know, just was like her usual funny, like laid back self. And it just like felt so soothing to read after this like creepy lady yeah i mean it is meg we've said it before but like it was such a coup for goop to hire megan it was a really you, good idea you instantly she's like an oasis in an in a desert of insanity yeah she really is and uh, she's like she's a good writer she just feels really down to earth and she feels like she's not like like jean is the other one that we feel that way about um but jean is very like so she's like more sophisticated yeah. than goop yeah I think. she's so aspirational she's so aspirational and she's a really good writer and she's like one of those people who just seems so cool that she's so sophisticated the tr she's truly i hate the word classy but that like where you feel comfortable around them which is what mm. you're supposed to feel around somebody like that but it people rarely are able to achieve it she's like that yeah as opposed to megan who is just feels like a friend or something yeah, totally. like a really feels like a down-to-earth like like a real person and she had a cute backstory about her you know eating a whole pan of weed brownies when, when college and then never never wanting to which i'm like again. is this real like d has Probably anyone ever not. actually eaten a whole pan of weed brownies without no like no, i don't think I don't so know. i almost did one time i almost ate a weed brownie not knowing because they taste brownie. like like you would know immediately i've never tasted one i hate weed oh yeah I've never tasted one, but I once I saw a tray of brownies at a party and then they had like a, someone just put a sign in them that said these have weed in them. But I almost didn't see uh, it. Yeah. But then Oof. I did. Saved by the sign. <laughs> um, um, so, so, that, anyway, so that was your best. And your that worst. was my best and my worst in one little tight little package. Um, so my best was the 
article entitled how to prepare for the summer solstice. Oh, I loved. Wait, that's your best. I loved it too. Yeah. So it, okay. So this was Jennifer Freed. We've talked about her before. She's a psychotherapist and a, a psychological astrologer. Yeah. And, but she, I feel like lately she's been trying to stick her paws into lots of different pies, like trying to expand stick her, her paws into lots of different pies. Never heard that <laughs> Wait, before. I, I like mix my metaphors all the time. I've never heard pause. Okay. I like, I understand what you meant, but like, this is her going back to basis basics. She is an astrologer. Yes. Goop has like you'd think that Goop would have an astrology thing Correct. every week. Right. Yes. I'm on the exact same page as you. Like they that, don't. That's what I want. Like I want to read my Goop like uh yeah. horoscope. I would love it like a daily horoscope yeah. from Jennifer Freed. And I don't know why they don't do it, but this was just like refreshing. It was like, yes, the summer solstice. I was like, I looked at my calendar, I'm like, what am I doing on, on the summer solstice? I need to like clear out some time. Cause she yeah. talks about how to prepare because it's obviously the longest day of the year. There's the most um sunlight. Uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. And then it says in- anticipation and preparation for of June 21st. Um, Jennifer Freed will offer predictions and guidance based on your sun sign. Thanks, Jennifer. And then she goes into, it's a little bit like, oh, back in Stonehenge days. This is what they did. Yeah. They did. But then it was just like a good um, horoscope just a good with horoscope. every sign. Yeah. So I am a Capricorn. Uh-huh. And I think Capricorns have the, um, their traits are like being like, really crazy ambitious sociopaths I think oh which I I wish I was more ambitious and I wish I was more of a sociopath but basically <gasps> the Capricorn uh, horoscope said um, you can climb that mountain you have been eyeing for a long time the light is just right to show each foothold for your perseverance and eventual success you have the steadiness and uh, per Persipacity? I don't know that Persipacity. word. Um, build up your stamina for life-defining efforts. And then it says, caution, don't mow others down because they stick out like weeds in your plan of action. And I'm like, God, I wish I had a little bit of that trait to like mow people down, but I don't. Well, I mean, now that you, we, you're reading yours, I think that maybe it was like one of those astrology things where everybody kind of got the same one. Cause uh, mine, my, uh, horoscope was my thing. I would try. I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. So the thing I would try saturate myself in the glory of all creation and be ready for a truly exhilarating offer for this year. And I'm ready and I'm saturated. That sounds good. And then my warning, the thing that I would warn myself is that no one will, (laughs) no one will love to follow you if you treat them only as cogs. I wrote this all in first. I wrote it down separately. So I'm going to read it the way I wrote it. No one will love to follow you. If you treat them only as cogs in my big cosmic wheel, of invention but I can't this is because I can't read my own handwriting and I also changed it to my but it was like your well yeah that was what they say Aquariuses do they change everything to the yeah. first person because oh you're a narcissist God. and I'm a sociopath according is to that oh I'm a nar- are Aquarius narcissist because well that's what they said like you can't treat other people like they're just cogs in your wheel but yours said don't mow people down yeah. to- <laughs> but I don't think everyone got ones like ours because i looked at cancer which is uh, like john's a cancer and his yeah. was like you care too much about other people oh, like, really? take some time for yourself and oh, i'm like mm, okay. oh good a yeah. narcissist and a sociopath will go so far yeah. that's good that's what i've been hoping that's why we're, that's what brought us together <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like even if jennifer freed is too busy hire another um astrologer do a daily horoscope do an app do something like, yeah, uh, you're, I mean, it's the money's right there. But I, I do like the direction she's going in where she's more astrology, less psychology, because yeah. it, it didn't really work. No. I mean, it sounds like so kooky and goopy, but it was always just sort of like 
boring and rambling and the astrology is really you know I feel like your psychology experience can make your astrology better but it doesn't really work the other way around yeah so, and yeah you compare her psychological acumen to someone who was on the Goop oh, podcast this year. Oh, God. Was it Barry or Phil? Phil. I don't know. Anyway. But he was great. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. Like, if you haven't listened to a Goop podcast in a while, listen to this one. You will fall in love. I'm in love. With I, him. I know. I feel like I'm all over the place. I feel like I'm being a real Aquarius right now. Yeah. But I... Well, I'll just... I'll wait. Okay. You're going to talk... Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So, I'll say... Okay. So, my worst... And I gave it the benefit of the doubt the first time they did this one. So this was the article called "What's New and Great in New York City." And a few oh, weeks I didn't ago, see this at all. a few weeks ago, they did "What's New and Great in Los Angeles," and oh, they were yeah. so like, just old. don't just don't call it new. Just you could say what's great in say LA. what's old and fine in yeah. LA. That's what because there were all these like old restaurants and bars that you're like, okay, like we've all heard about them. These are like literally the most famous restaurants yeah. and bars in LA. And in New York, they did the same thing. And I just felt the whole tone of it was off because they were like, um, I don't know, New York. I, I left New York like five years ago now. And when I by the time I left, it was like getting to be a very stratified city between rich and poor and like neighborhoods that were cool were just being overrun by like empty pieta tears for Russian oligarchs and like banks and like restaurants and and you know, theater and galleries, all these could could not afford to be in New York anymore. But they made it seem like like Brooklyn is this new hip place That's that so people are starting crazy. to go and that like, Oh my God, Midtown has some cool boutique hotels. Hmm. Um, and they kept saying however, like everything was described all of the rest. First of all, most of the restaurants literally were there when I moved from New York five years ago hmm. and they were, all of them were like, Oh, this is so cool. Like it's in Midtown, but it seems like hipsters go there more than hedge fund managers. But Jesus. like it now in New York, in any neighborhood, you can't afford to yeah. live there unless you're a hedge fund manager. Oh, that's so, so sad. I mean, it just seemed like they didn't do very much much research or, you know, the people that work for Goop obviously like make a lot of money. So these are probably the places they go, but it just seemed a little tone deaf. And just like, I don't know, Goop has the reputation for being ahead of the curve when it comes to travel and stuff. Yeah, and this just this seems is, so behind. Yeah, this series is kind of weird. I do kind of want to send this to my grandma, though, because she is... Like, my whole family is from, like, tenements in Williamsburg. Oh, and yeah. when you tell her, like, Williamsburg is cool. Like, she doesn't know. She hasn't been back to New York in, like, three years. Wow. She's lived in L.A. longer, I think. And so when you tell her that, she, like, forgets constantly. And she will be like, what? Like, yeah. she, like if you told her this right now, she would, like, right now be like, her mind would be blown. Do you and think, you could go and tell her tomorrow and the same thing would happen. Do you think if she went to Williamsburg and saw what it was like, would she be happy to see uh, it? like be a very sort of wealthy, successful neighborhood or would she be sad that it wasn't at all like what she grew up in? I don't think she'd give a shit she one way or the her. other. I think that it was like, I think that she thought it was shitty then and like left. And then if she's probably like, if people want to live there, fine. Like, I don't know why you'd want yeah. to. I think that's kind of her attitude. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's an old lady and that's like kind of the coolest attitude you could possibly have about Williamsburg. I'm kind of bragging. I mean, she's cool. I never lived in Williamsburg. I always lived in like South Brooklyn when I lived in Brooklyn. Uh, and I'm glad I never lived in Williamsburg cause it's fucking tiring to even yeah. have to walk down the street there. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your craziest? Okay. Or saddest? Good. Okay. Mine is actually craziest and it's a good crazy. The thing I chose was the podcast with Barry mm. Orphill and it was crazy in a good way because I, Okay, 
I feel like I finally found a goop guru that I like yeah. and that I like want to follow. Uh, first of all, he said that he went to school in the um, in the 80s, hmm. which surprised me because I always thought that Barry and Phil were these like 70s, like weird guru. I guys. think the other one is older. Mm. And then Phil if that's the one who talked on the podcast is like Barry's protege. Yeah. We don't know. If yeah. we, talk, we don't know if this is Barry or Phil, but it's the younger one that was on the podcast. I guess it yeah. would have to be, I yeah. guess. Okay. So he went to school in the eighties and he was just so charming and so good. Everything he said made so much sense. He said, and he to- said the thing about how he believes in the secret, but not the way it's like taught with yeah. a lot, which is what I just said. Yeah, totally. And that's what I think too. So someone who thinks exactly what I think <laughs> that makes them my guru. And then, um, also, he said some other weird, like the craziest thing is that he thinks everyone has like an X factor or I can't remember exactly what he said, but there's like another being that literally lives. Oh, your shadow you. person, your shadow yeah. person. But he, but before he introduced it as a shadow person, he used like X something, yeah. which I was like, oh my God, because that literally is exactly what BTK called the part inside of him that made him kill factor X and like a lot of serial killers have something like that like a shadow person but it makes sense that that's their shadow person because they're so fucked up but we all have shadow people yeah and it seemed really helpful to think of sort of like your insecurities or the parts of yourself that you don't like to think of them as your shadow person and instead of trying to like get away from them or banishing them to like start have it sounds silly but like start having a conversation with them and just sort of getting to know them but realize that like they are not you and you are not them yeah and they are like he described his as like a teenager like a child so it's like it's like a part of yourself that's like wounded and like I I feel like everybody's as a teenager from the way he described it like they're still really young they're still really vulnerable but they're just being an asshole and it's like all the bad parts of you uh yeah no I was I was like oh I need to read the tools I know I want to read the tools the tools and the other one is another one that sounds like a sex thing I can't it's called like coming happy or something it really it's called yeah something like that it's called something crazy but um whatever I want both of their books I want to go to any fucking summit shit they do I love Barry and Phil now I used to think Barry and Phil were lame but Barry, they've always been cool because remember that Vanity Fair thing where Sharon Stone was like, oh, everybody goes to Barry and Phil. Yeah. Like they were like cool. Ni- maybe it was the 90s that yeah. they were like these every celebrity was going to them. And yeah, because like Gwyneth, I think had a relationship or like her family, probably like Blythe and Bruce went there yeah. when Gwyneth was a kid. And so yeah. she's had a relationship with Barry and Phil since way before Goop started. Yeah. So, and I think that's why like they're not as they're I mean they're still like very new agey but they're not as crazy as some other goop gurus because I think Gwyneth had that like pre-existing relationship with them so she sort of brought them along for the ride but they don't they seem a lot more like on the level and uh like well qualified than most of these people yeah I mean they're totally new agey and I've definitely I think I felt their um influence I mean, I'm just guessing it's their influence. It could be not. It could just be like where psychiatry is moving. But in a lot of L.A. like um, therapist office, oh. because I've been to a lot and I have definitely been to some who are trying to do this like visualization shit. And like they and it is it does not always work. You mm. need a good person. But these guys seem like they actually know what they're doing. So yeah. I was really excited to hear them. Yeah. Them, it made the Talk. podcast or him. Uh, There's just one of them. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I enjoyed listening to the podcast today, which is, um, I can't say that every week. I almost never can. I might listen again. Um, okay. So my saddest, and it was sort of like the, the behind the scenes stuff 
is sadder than the actual article, but okay. the uh, Megan going to the weed store. Oh no, that was my best. Okay, so here's my thing. Like, I I, I love that uh, cannabis is has been legalized and that people can go and buy stuff. The fact that, so Goop is doing a uh, a special line of edibles or whatever with this mm-hmm. MedMen, the super high end weed store in the fanciest neighborhoods in L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, I mean, I'm not obviously not the first person to say this, but like, this is an industry that people have, people of color have dominated for years and have been incarcerated oh, for, oh, for generations. Course, and now yeah. people like Gwyneth Paltrow are going to make lots of money off the backs of, um, of people of color who, uh, yeah, who were arrested for, for, for distributing weed. And it, um, I don't know, there's no easy answers, but this seems really um just a tasteless yeah yeah very tasteless yeah this especially this very high-end sort of apple store and i looked at all all the the apple store yeah yeah. all the vape pens were like a hundred dollars and it's like you know it's it's uh, yeah it's just icky that like and i looked at where these stores are in la and it's like weho and beverly hills and venice and in new york it's in like uh soho and it's just like oh man this is not this is not going to the people that um have been uh, hurt by by the government's um, yeah. uh, policy on weed. Yeah, like all of their money should be going to like trying to get those people out of jail. Yeah. You're right. That is in very bad taste. At um, the- but yeah, so that yeah. was sad. But I, it, yeah, like m- watching Megan buy, uh, buy a vape pen is always fun. So, and yeah. I, 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 I am going to sort of, I'm going to go and, and look at, <laughs> look at them at least. I don't know if I, I can't even afford one fucking vape pen. But, um, oh, yeah. God. Well, maybe you could get a brownie or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, they don't have brownies, Megan said. Well, in New York, they don't. Or, I don't know. Not a terrifying brownie in sight, That's is what right. Megan said. Yeah. yeah. And I can't do brownies because I, I, I have to have a very, and I'll talk about this a little later. Mm. I've, I think I've figured out my ratio of CBD to THC. Oh. And it's very low. I see. Like, Wait, I so am, you need a lot of CBD? Yeah, I am a, I am super lightweight when it comes to weed. So I am too. I, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. It's, I'm too much of a lightweight. Um, all right. What would you try? Okay. Well, the try was to saturate myself in the glory of the universe or whatever. Oh, but right. The other thing that I would try is the another Megan article from Monday. She's writing a lot this week. Or I think it was on Tuesday, the Monday. We got it on Tuesday. Yeah, there was like a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Thursday this wow, week. Wow, lots yeah. of information. Um, it was called Vive Sauna, the sunscreen. Okay. Um, so... I have been using, we talked about sunscreen a lot at Disneyland. Sunscreen, I was using Supergoop for a while, which is really nice and it absorbs really well. It's really expensive. So I kind of ran out of it and I was using this other, um, I think it was like a La Roche or something. I, whatever. I was using another sunscreen and it went on so thick and streaky and white and I could, it didn't blend nearly as well. There's another like face sunscreen. So then I had this huge bottle. I always get that Hawaiian Tropic like lotion sunscreen because I just think it smells really good and it's like moisturizing and it's like lotion. That's also a sunscreen. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it all. And I just started using that on my face too. And I was like using it on everything and feeling like fine. Um, And then I read that Oh, God, I mean, it, it might be all bullshit, but it might not. It said it was supported by science that. Woman, oh, yeah, there was a the 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 logo of the atom. So, yeah, you know, it's supported by science. And then NECA, Libya, Environmental Working Group. But we've looked at Environmental Working Group before and they're they're really anti-GMO. They're really. Yeah, they're out there. Out there. Yeah. 
And so they had um, basically a, a toxicity thing for sunscreen. So you could actually like type in what sunscreen you wear and it'll give you um, on a, a scale from one to 10, which was confusing because one was the best and 10 was the worst. Because 10 is the most toxic. 10 is the most toxic okay. of how bad your sunscreen is. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that. And I feel like they're all, that whole organization is like kind of weird with their toxic stuff. I don't yeah. know if I totally trust it, but... It did, you know, kind of burrow into my brain. And then I read this Megan thing about, not Megan tries it, but just another Megan article about this, about these like healthier sunscreens that you can use. And this one just sounded really nice because it's like a moisturizer for your face. And I mean, a lot of moisturizers are also SPS, whatever, but like it just, it's a sunscreen that's, that's also moisturizing and it has all these cool botanicals in it that you don't associate with sunscreen normally, hmm. like apricot and stuff like fruity and floral scents and or whatever, maybe not scents, but botanicals or whatever. And it just sounded like something I might want to try. So it's my thing I would try. And because I need one that because she said that like she gets it like where you can see it on her face a lot. Yeah. And I get that. So or like I got, was getting that a lot with my last sunscreen. It was really annoying. So if this one she thinks is good, I would want to try it. Yeah. yeah. It looked good. The, it they, 60 bucks. They were very expensive. And I, I put so much sunscreen on every day that I really cannot afford like a expensive sunscreen yeah, I go through much. it and they're and the face ones are always like in small yeah. Tubes, yeah so I right now I'm like I'm using a Neutrogena one on my face um because it but it is a chemical sunscreen like it doesn't it it's not streaky it blends well um and you can get it at Costco but on the scale it was a five which is not but great who knows what that yeah, means you know. know what I mean it's like I feel like some of that stuff is just such bullshit um, and then the other one, I, I use a mineral sunscreen like on my arms and my neck and stuff. And it's it's called Goddess Garden. And you could I bought it at CVS and it was like 12 bucks. Huh. Um, but it, it's very it's zinc oxide. So it's if you put it on your face, it'll you'll notice it. Okay. Um, but I it is a one on the scale of toxicity. So I was like, all right. That's good. Yeah. yeah it's so hard to find something natural that's yeah. not streaky. Um, okay, okay. So I would try. So there was an article. Uh about things to make with harissa oh I, that's another one i think that was just on the website yeah I so i guess like a few weeks ago they had um some recipe that was harissa roasted vegetables with chickpeas and chickpeas with oh, tahini yogurt yeah and at the time i think i just sort of passed it by but it sounds like something you could let would be in like literally any newsletter yeah. art food thing that anybody's making but now i'm like oh this sounds good and i actually have some some harissa at home because uh the spice store that I used to actually work at in LA um, that was closed reopened and I actually went in and I could buy my old spices, which is, which is fun. And I got some harissa. Um, but then it just made me think, cause I roast like so many vegetables and I have, you know, the imperfect produce and it, mm -hmm. to me, it's like getting a little boring. I'm just doing, you know, roasted broccoli or potatoes with olive oil and salt and pepper, or even like one little spice. And I'm like, oh, I need to make sauces more. Sauces make everything better. I know. I think so, too. I've been thinking about making sauces for so long. I really want to get – this is off subject, but I kind of want to get that um, – America's Test Kitchen has an all-sauce book. Oh, really? That See, I that sounds get. great. Because, yeah. like, this one just came with – it's like a tahini yogurt sauce, which – I mean, I have all the ingredients at home probably. I have tahini and I have yogurt. And I was like, oh, it takes five more minutes and you make a good sauce. And then, like, you could make the shittiest vegetables taste so good. Um, yeah. with just a little bit of extra effort. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, I need to have a few sauces in my back pocket that I can just whip up because like prepackaged hot sauce is one thing. Or, I mean, I could put like 
mayonnaise on it, which is good, but it's not yeah. like, you know, it's not good for you. So I don't know. Um, so I don't know if I'll make this specific recipe or just like make the tahini yogurt sauce or make another sauce and yeah. try it out. It's always been my fantasy that I'm a person where like on Monday, this is my fantasy world. It's Monday. I make <laughs> a big thing of rose vegetables, like three sauces, yeah. some protein and a grain. And then I just like rejigger it for yeah. the whole week yeah. in different ways. Yeah. I mean, that's everyone's fantasy. And it seems extremely easy. And yet I've basically never done it. I mean, that, the problem is like with that meal prep for the whole week, no matter how talented of a cook you are by Thursday or Friday, it's not going to like, they're, it's going to be a little old. It's going to be a little wilty. You're not going to. And also like Thursday and Friday is the end of the week. You're like in a good mood, opening a bottle of wine. The last, And that's when the Domino's app comes up. Even if yeah. you have these roasted veggies in the fridge and you're like, oh, it's like three or four days. Even if you have extra sauces, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know how that can compete with, um, with, you know, a, Domino's. a, a Chomino's or a, or a Chalupa or mm. anything from any of our lovely fast food establishments. I know. I know. Um, so Although when you first said Chalupa, I couldn't place what it was for oh. a minute. And <laughs> I just want to get that out there. Make get a that on Chalupa. Like, Oh yeah, that's the one where the bun or the the thing is a chicken. Fuck yeah, I had it a few weeks ago, and I've been fantasizing about it ever since. It's so good. Is it hard to eat? No, it's it has a little wrapper on it. I see. It's it goes down easy. So is it like whole thirty? Is it like? Yeah, well, no, because it's like breaded chicken. Oh, it's breaded. I don't think there's any sort of way you can spin it into healthy. Healthy. But okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, oh man, that got me hungry. Oh, I know. Me too. Um. What would you buy? Um, I would buy, well, the sunscreen, but also for $60, you can get the Goop Wellness Summit in like oh, podcast video form, form yeah. or something. And I feel like we, we should could, do that. Yeah, we should. I mean, probably. don't you think? We probably should. This is a conversation that we should probably yeah. have off air, which we are off air because this is not <laughs> airing anywhere. Um, but... Yeah, don't you? I like. I was like, oh, I would do that. Yeah, yeah. Probably. We'll think about it. We'll yeah, think we'll, about we'll, it. Yeah. I mean, it's fuck. It's still 60, thirty yeah, bucks. Yeah, just yeah. we split it. It's still more to than I want to spend. To look at the videos. That should that should be another thing they give us. I know. They can't even give us that. A link. A, a link. Vimeo link. You can't give us one Vimeo link. Come on. Anyway, I would buy it. Yeah. Um. All right. So I would buy. I would go to MedMen or your local drug dealer. <laughs> um. And get um some I. CBD vape pens or a capsule. So I have sort of experimented in the last couple of months. And I, right now I'll tell you what I'm on CBD 20, uh, part CBD to one part THC, which is very mild. You are on that right now. I'm on it right now. And I barely feel it's like a little relaxing. Maybe for me, um, I have like a vape pen that's called calm and I think it's nine parts CBD to one part THC. And that to me at night is a good, really unwinding. You're not like stoned, but you do feel it. And I think that's my ratio. Um, so I want to go to one of these places and see what other, um, either edibles or little pills or little sublingual things they have around that ratio. Um, Mm -hmm. and just check it out. Okay. Uh, maybe I should too. Maybe I should have vape pens all over. (laughs) Maybe then I'd lose weight. Because you're not... But the thing with... Well, and also with the CBD, it to me, it doesn't, like, give you the munchies. See, I... But... See, THC 
And I think you're the same way. It just makes me so anxious and like I want to jump out a window. So like it does, like the munchies are the least of my worries if I get too stoned. For me, when I smoke weed or do any drug other than drinking, other than alcohol, I have to like prepare for it so hard. And it's so insane what I have to do to just like even begin to enjoy it. And what that means, it, it always entails me having like a snack, a non-alcoholic drink, like a lo- plenty of water and also a glass of wine because I get so anxious oh, yeah. when I smoke weed. I need to drink a glass of wine, oh, which yeah. is like, what is the fucking point right. then? It's so stupid. But anyway. Um, yeah. I never understood like back in the, my like college raver days, people yeah. that would like do ecstasy and then to calm down to smoke like, weed? they would smoke weed I to know. me. It's like, I tried oh that God. once and I went insane. Oh, I know when people want to smoke weed, when they're like coming down off hallucinogens, yeah. I'm like, you're insane. Yeah. But I always want to, well, I don't always do hallucinogens or whatever, but it's like, <laughs> If I, I've always wanted like a glass of wine during that time. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But yeah, I people's body like chemistries are different. Like wine, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You and a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, oh, we have a new review. Oh, yeah. You told and, me. And uh, it's another good one. Thank you. Um, it is by Mel M. And the title is Kindred Spirits. <gasps> Five stars. Oh, my God. Seems we share the same love-hate attitude towards Goop and GP while also finding levity in all things Goopy. Love you guys and look forward to your weekly recaps. Uh, when a new email drops, I often find myself analyzing my bests, worsts, and tries. Oh, my God! And wondering if they will match yours or if our opinions will match or differ. Oh, wow. I also often hear your voices in my mind as I'm perusing each <laughs> newsletter, especially when it comes to those shameless Goop Glow morning routine mentions. Oh, wow. Hope you get comped some uh la in goop health ticks mm, thanks thanks yeah not only do you deserve it i would seriously die for that recap oh uh, my god thank too. you so much keep wow. up the goop work brian and aggie oh my god that wow. is so nice thank you so much wow that makes me feel so good i know that someone's uh our voices are in their our head vo- yeah <laughs> and that somebody's actually advocating for us to get tickets to in goop health well, which is over and we didn't get always but next thank year. you so much yeah we love getting those reviews thank you so much uh yeah guys um keep them coming tell your friends uh write those reviews um follow us on instagram uh hit up our dms i'm so sorry like i'm so bad at instagram so i know we're both really bad at social media people have like commented and i will not respond for weeks later and it's literally because i don't know where the button is for messages until i get like a notification but that's my problem, not yours. We both have a lot of problems yeah. with social media, so, and we really appreciate. Please do you. not take it personally. We will please. get back to you when we find the right button. To when we when we figure out what button we need to push, we are you will hear from 500 us. Five hundred years old. Yeah, um, we're extremely old. Thank you so much. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 